This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello everyone. It's Nate here. It's an absolute pleasure to be able to talk to you like this, one-on-one, get a real personal connection going, because I... I'm going to be honest, I have something I need to get off my chest. Confession of sorts. Not to my numerous detestable crimes. Those those go to my grave. No, no, no. This. This is far, far worse. You might know what it is already. The bells are ringing in the distance. A sound of the inevitable march. The organ is sounding. It draws near. I'm afraid I must be leaving you now. I'm not going back to my home planet, but my fate seems similar, no. I am here because I have a question to ask. The recipient of this question is one of my dearest friends, but I'm hoping I'm asking so much more. So now, on Spotify, uploaded to the internet, as a monument of your embarrassment till the end of recorded time. Rosaline T. T. Hearn. Will you be my college wife? I couldn't hear you over the sound of the purple radio money rustling in my ears. <laughs> what can I say? Sometimes student theatre podcasts are recognised for the great works of merchandisable art that they truly are. This is Pythagoras once said. Listen or be square. <laughs> now, you might be wondering where we've been. It's understandable. Not many people can fill the hole in your lives that us three inevitably create with our well, I'm not saying it's Shakespeare level, but, you know, we will be one of the greats. But that's neither here nor there. What matters now is everything we have to offer in this interview. We didn't get a chance to get into the studio, but we've been speaking to some people. Who have we been speaking to, Nate? Well, I'll tell you. We have been with both the prod team and the cast of Cat Hopton Roof, and we have an exciting special on the hottest social event of this season, the Doskers, which will inevitably be covered more, but for now, we have a few things to pique your interests. So, my brothers and my sisters, my madams and my misters, robbers and cops, bottoms and tops, get ready for the return Behind the Curtain podcast. Hello! Hi! So I am here with the directors of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Um, so can you guys introduce yourselves and your names? Hi, I'm Rosa. I'm one of the directors. Hello, I'm Sherzade, the other director. Lovely! <laughs> now, this is with First Time? First, first, first Theatre Company. First Theatre Company. Yeah. First Theatre Company. <laughs> so, um, you guys are first time directors. How has that been? Horrifying. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Um, it's been intense, but I think we've learned yeah. a lot quite quickly. Definitely. Um, which, is, which has been really interesting. Yeah. 
and we're really lucky because we've got an absolutely amazing cast so yeah. they've made our job not easy, that's probably the wrong word, but they made our job like comfortable, I'd say. Some, some specific people, I will not name them. <coughs> Stephen. They made our job very difficult at times. Yeah, Playfully, the, of course. No, listen, yeah. for the record, for the record, in terms of like, you know, I know Stephen's agent does listen to this and talk, talking, you know, He's being nice about him. Stephen has been an absolute joy to work with, has he yes, not? Stephen yes, Stephen has yeah. been wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll move on from this one. We don't want to get sued. Um, can't afford it again. Um, so, what would you say have been specific challenges that are linked to being a first-time director that you found? I mean, with this script, it's it's considered one. It's a modern masterpiece. Considered mm. that, and it is William's favorite play. Mm. So it's that long. and it's long. That <laughs> it's comes a with, long play. It, that comes with like a huge sort of responsibility on us to do it justice mm. and. Every time, like, I sort of go into the rehearsal room, I'm just a bit nervous, like, hoping that we do this well and we're doing it right. Yeah. So it's a bit scary, but hopefully uh, what we've put on is something really good. So. I think it's one of those plays where people go in with a certain expectation, especially people that have seen it before. They go in with an expectation of, like, what it's going to be like. Mm. Um, because either they'll have heard about, that they'll have heard about a version, they've, or, like, they'll have seen a version, or they'll even have just, like read some of the other Williams like writing and stuff mm. and they'll go in with that with a certain assumption of it um so like living up to that but also like adding something to it mm. and like putting our spin on, spin on it has been really uh di like challenging how have you guys put your spin on this what has been your spin have you put a spin is there a spin every version i've seen has always had quite like elaborate staging and we've kind of departed quite heavily from that because yeah. it is very like the the characters and the relationships between them are so like broken it doesn't like I think for us a big thing that we wanted to get across was that um was that you know things are very like fragmented and mm. I think we've I think we've done that um yeah. and besides that like any any production with any different cast is gonna have its own kind of almost character in itself um and our yeah, I think I think okay. I've got a cast. Yeah. So is there anything particularly that you're kind of like that you're excited about, that you're proud of from what you put in, you know what I mean? Any original parts? Anything that you really want people to see? I think one thing that we I I'm like definitely really proud of this is that we've really put an emphasis on the fact that this play is queer. Mm. It's written by a very famously queer man. Yeah. Um, he had to take that context out of it in the very original production of yes. it. Now that's been added back in, and in our production, it's like heavily emphasized that through music and lighting and staging. We've made sure that that comes through in every single bit that we can bring it out in. Lovely. Now I would just say one final, um, unless you have anything particularly to add. Um, one final question I have is: Why should we come and see this? What is the giant? Watch. Why should people come and watch? Because it's amazing. <laughs> oh, listen. <laughs> take it. We'll take. We'll take that. We'll take that. Yeah, that goes without saying. It's um, it's one of the best plays ever written. Yes. And yeah. like, there's been plenty of like we've seen a lot of Shakespeare's and Greek tragedies and Chekhov's. And All right, let's not let's not be too hard on Greek tragedies. I think Greek tragedies are very very respectable. Like there's a bias coming there, <laughs> but this is something that's quite unique. Uh, it's. Uh, been a while since uh, AR has seen this play as well mm, and I think it, yeah. it's really the writing yeah. this is some of the best writing you'll ever see in theatre the and you don't yeah. want to miss that it's so beautiful as well and like that stands for any Williams play but especially Cat Hunting Roof um, and 
should like Shazana obviously as directors have seen every have seen all of the acts and all the run throughs and all the scenes so many times and yet we still find ourselves mm-hmm. a not getting bored but b like getting lost in mm. the action and getting lost in the actors and what they're doing and saying um and if we can do that after having seen it what like seven nine times dimes. yeah nine <laughs> ten um and and we're still you know actively enjoying watching it i feel like that's yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, absolutely brilliant. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks for talking Thank to you. me, guys. Right. <laughs> Hello. So, I am back with some members of the cast of Cat and Hot Tin Roof. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves and your characters? Yeah. So, I'm Darcy. I'm playing May. And I'm Stephen and I'm playing Gooper. Lovely. Right. And thank you for coming, Stephen. We know we've had some issues, contract <laughs> issues and that kind of thing. But like, I, I hope we can put like that all behind you, us. But the thing <laughs> is, I signed a contract and unlike you guys, I'm a professional. Listen. So. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. I didn't like the terse emails that we got from your agent. <gasps> but it is what it is. We're yeah. putting it behind thing us. Thing is though, we can get I'm over that. here. Where's Nate? Where's Rachel? Hmm? They are, how do you know that they're not off doing other stuff? It's a lack they're of not in the room. I will have you know that they have died. And that oh. is, that's quite personal. I'm not going to lie, that's not really showing up for the team, is it? <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to say anything more to you because I don't want to get sued out my ass again. Mm. So, can you guys just briefly explain what your character's kind of vibe is, what you are doing in the play, maybe a little bit about your character's role within the production? Mm-hmm. I guess in the character of a Tennessee Williams play, I am a woman who is a mother and crazy. So, um, I so think you're a, a, a female character I'm in a Tennessee female Williams character. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I've had five children so far, pregnant with number six. Um, unfortunately, Big Daddy does have cancer, uh, and I'm aware of this, and I want all his money. So that is basically the premise of Amazing. my character. A girl boss. Yeah, girl boss gatekeep and yeah. gaslighting her way to the top. All three of them. I mean, do you gaslight, though? Because uh, everything you I say could. is true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> you call it's out based. Maggie for her... B- you call out Big Daddy for... Actually, you don't really confront Big Daddy, but you... you no, a bit scared of him. You yeah. tell Big Mama the truth about Big Daddy. And you don't yeah, do it in the form all. of a... <laughs> you don't do it in the form of, like, a, a tantrumy rant. Yeah. Which is which is my part. Moving on to your part. So explain as, your part. As Gooper, I am Brick's brother. And I resent the hell out of him. Oh, yeah, I'm married to you, I should say that. We are married. Yes. <laughs> in the play. In real life, I could do better, but... <laughs> 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 I love you really. But um, yeah, so we are married in the play, and I am Brick's brother. I resent the hell out of him because him and our dad get on so much better than we do mm. because I'm a lawyer. Who are, a corporation those people lawyer. are notoriously really? difficult to get on with, whereas Brick is a football star, and we all know that homophobic people get on with their dads. <laughs> so they, they, they work. I don't. And I'm real pissed about that. Mm. I'll be stomping, I'll be screaming. I'd screaming, be, crying, throwing up. Mm-hmm. This is true. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, cannot yet throw up on cue, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I am working it's on it. It's a thought that counts. Hello, um, I'm Eleanor. You're playing... I'm playing Big Mama. <laughs> I play Big Mama. Here we go. Right. Hello. She's Do you want to explain my... a bit about Big Mama? Um, okay, so Big Mama is... 
uh, obviously Brick and Gooper's mother. Um, and uh, yeah, she's um, <laughs> she's just trying to keep her family together. She Good just wants her. she she is she just wants everyone to have a good time. To keep she's brick there. Yeah, she, mm. she she just wants her family to look good and and appear nicely and you know That's just hold it all together. Right. Um. Let's skip straight to um. How much research do you guys do for a role? Wow. It's okay if, it's if I admit bare minimum. Yeah. If no one else can let me in. No, that's cool. <laughs> I think it's really interesting because part of the reason we wanted to start the podcast was so people kind of like, you know, especially fresh next year, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, can have a listen and just kind of figure out what, how things work in DST, you know? So it'd be interesting to know how you guys approach your roles. I guess mm-hmm. I was just looking at like YouTube videos for the accent mainly. And I looked, um, I mean, there's loads of free stuff online on YouTube with people doing certain scenes from the play. Mm. Um, I didn't want to watch it too much because, I don't know, I don't want to base my performance on someone else because mm. I always think that's a bit dangerous. Yeah. Um, but it's good to kind of see the vibe. Yeah, that's how I mainly, I don't know, watching yeah. a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah, again, I think also the, the accent is the trickiest part yeah. to kind of get to grips with. Mm. Um, and more just because it's a, it's a very delicate balance between going sort of, Central American and going full cowboy. Yeah. You never want to go too far in either direction because it'll just pull the audience right out of it. I think a lot of it is mainly just gelling with the cast, to be honest, and then it kind of works itself from there. Yeah. I don't know if you feel the same. No, yeah, because it it's such a dialogue-heavy play that Big chemistry time. is the deciding factor on whether or not you're going to have a, a, a good play or a, a well-delivered play, mm. really. Um, so yeah, one so of the, does the cast get on well? Um, I hate them all, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I think we get on really well, actually. Yeah, um, I tend not to be invited to things, so... Yeah, we actually have a separate group you chat. Too uh, much of a you can't trust it. I... listen... I am a... I'll admit to that on the podcast. Cut it, cut it, cut it. It's got, it's got to get beeped out. We've got, <laughs> we've got sort of decency things on Purple Radio. No, no, I'm, I'm not a. I won't call myself. I feel bad for your editor. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Her editor is the editor. Oh, it's you. Oh, oh Nate, I'm sorry. Yeah. I love you, Nate. I know. How have you guys found it with having directors that are first-time directors? I don't think it's bad at all. Mm. I like it because it's a different creative vision. Like sometimes people get stuck in their ways, so it's interesting to interact with new people with you know, new creative vision. So I'm I'm a fan. Mm. I'm into it. Yeah, like with with first time directors, there is always a worry that they're you know not gonna know what they're doing, mm. and there is a certain amount of like getting to grips with learning how to articulate what you want to actors because mm. that is such an important part of directing mm. and there's a little bit of a learning curve there from the um 1tc productions that i've been in and heard about mm. but for this show i've i've felt genuinely in very safe hands 100 mm. percent. yeah i'm trying to think of more questions you guys think of more questions how are you doing <laughs> <laughs> what's your address <laughs> social security number <laughs> Um, Josephine Butler College, in case anybody is interested, one of the best colleges. Oh, really? I would say. If you had yes. To, if you had to pick your favourite of your pin numbers, what would it be? <laughs> it would be um, five, six, seven, five. <laughs> I don't believe that one. No, I had to look up to listen to think about the problem. Mm. It wasn't believable. 
Damn it. Well, that's why you're doing the podcast about the actors and not acting yourself. <gasps> oh! No, you I've been plenty of acting, Stephen. <sighs> Is that what you call that? <laughs> You've not seen me act. Interview over. Well, no, I've seen you be on stage. I've not seen you act. I am I'm back with um, back with Stephen Ledger and a person with what one could call like a meteor role within the play, you know, <laughs> perhaps like a larger role, you know, one that's worth digging into a little bit more. What are you Do you want to introduce to yourself? <laughs> Please introduce yourself. Um, hi, I'm Georgia or Gio, and I'm playing mm-hmm. Maggie in. Lovely. Yeah, so, who played uh, Maggie in the film? It was someone big, wasn't it? <laughs> oh my god, what's her name? Um, that's what I can't think of. Who is it? I'm pretty sure it was Sarian McKellen. Yeah. Um, it was. I never watched. Okay, I can actually own up to this. I never watched the film. Did you not? Because apparently Tennessee Williams is really not a fan of it. So I was really? Like, what did he yeah. not like about it? He just disliked the whole way it was done, I think. Um, oh. Apparently, I told you this in my scene. Yeah. That he stood outside a cinema and asked people not to go and watch the film. Did he? It, what a king! Oh, it was Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, that was sorry, it. yes, I did know. Yeah, that. I no, see, I thought <laughs> I I saw that they um saw they were doing auditions for this, and I was looking at the audition list, and I was like, I can't audition for a part that Elizabeth Taylor has played because I am not brave enough. <laughs> so I admire you so much for going for it. I think that's really cool. <laughs> well, it's a shame I haven't seen a performance. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you want to explain a little bit about the character of Maggie then? Within the play, yeah. Well, um, she is Brick's wife, uh, mm-hmm. and um, she spends the whole of the first act basically um, trying to rekindle their relationship because, um, well, Brick's a closeted homosexual, and uh, he's. Not Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs> <laughs> so Maggie is the wife <laughs> of Brick. She's got a lot of stuff going on. She's a bit yeah, tortured. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of vibe is her character? Like, is she kind of, is she annoying? Is she cool? Is she like... Um, well, I think Brick finds her quite annoying. Um, yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I think she's just really trying to um, reconnect with her husband, who is not mm. giving her the attention she thinks she deserves or requires. And, um, yeah, the relationship has sort of just stopped. It's frozen and it's not mm. where she wants it to be. So she spends basically... The whole of the play, trying to, trying to figure out why, or trying to get it to a stage where he can be able to express his desire for her in the way that he used to, um, or that she thought that he used to. Mm. So, how have you dealt with having to play this character then? Like, what has been your steps for? Have you done much thinking about um, it, or you just kind of gone? I don't. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I was quite overwhelmed, obviously, like looking at the lines. Mm. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just start reading the script over and over again um so I guess that's what I did but I also did a lot of digging into past performances but not yes. watching them um more just reading about how they did them and that's more their idea. approach um so like Scarlett Johansson played the role on Broadway mm. and um like read a few interviews with her and some other people who played Maggie what was um, the more interesting approach for you which which approach did you like the best do you think or you um them? I don't know I think I just sort of took what I liked from each of them mm. um but yeah I don't know I I guess I was like, that was in my aim of trying to stay faithful to what Tennessee Williams created, which yeah. is why I didn't watch the film. Because mm. he didn't like it. So what would you say your approach has been then? What have you formed from reading all these different perspectives? 
Well, I don't know. I think um, I'm not gonna lie. There's a week to go. And yeah. I'm still figuring it out. So uh, you can figure it out. I don't know. I guess the, some of the elements that I was trying to um, bring into my approach with Maggie was um, definitely some sort of sultry sexiness, or mm. you know, to to be able to showcase her desire. Um, in whatever form that may be, in her movement, in her voice, in the way that she interacts with Brick, all sorts of things. Mm. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? Voice was probably the first thing that I worked that's on. Cool. There you go. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I was So doing. is this accent or is this tone or is it everything together? Accent, um, but also being able to sort of uh, play <clears throat> with the range. So how have so. you found... So you kind of approach like this kind of sultry, sexy approach. How have you found in terms of like your inhibitions on stage? Do you find you just started off with very what? little inhibitions or do you have to relax yourself, you know? Uh, I don't know. I think, weirdly, what I realised today, right now I'm wearing trainers and baggy trousers and like a baggy <laughs> top. Um, and yesterday I was wearing like a more like um, tight dress and mm. some like heels. And I've noticed just naturally your whole like the way you express yourself yeah. through your body and your movement changes like massively. Definitely. So I'm, so yes. yeah, I'm yeah. quite excited to get into like mm. the clothes that she wears on stage, and um, hopefully that'll be able to that'll help me yeah. sort of inhabit it more. That, in that I find it really hard to do rehearsals with that kind of character until you've got like heels on or at least exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like I had to play like a drunk person who was like sort of coming in from a night out the other day, and it was so hard in like trainers. You know, it's like it's gonna be a whole different vibe when I'm like on heels. Yeah, it's interesting how much that affects. Yeah. But. So what would you say then is your pitch for this entire production? Why should people come and see it? Uh, well, it's Tennessee Williams' favourite play. Mm. Um, favourite of his plays. Uh, so Tennessee Williams will come, will come and haunt you. Uh, yeah. If you don't come and see it. If I don't do it, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll never yeah. be able to perform another one. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully it's an intense uh, production. Uh, hopefully it's funny at times. Mm. Um, I don't know, I think, I think it's been and nice. It will I didn't, make you yeah. cry also. Oh. Yeah, if you fail during the performance, will Stephen will just slap you. <laughs> um, but yeah, just come watch. Yeah, <laughs> we we, we need some audience. Please come It's in the AR, you yeah. don't have exams. Exactly, have what no else are you doing? Yeah, and if anything, you're listening you can to take... this podcast, you don't yeah. have friends to hang out with. Come see the play. <laughs> 80 people, Stephen. 80 people. 80 people and none of them are friends with each other. It's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> on, that note. on that note. Thank you very much, Gio. <laughs> All right. And yes, come see it in the AR on the 3rd to the 5th. Right. Fantastic. Thank you very much, guys. Hello again. I promise this is the last time you're going to have to hear my voice this week. It's been a lot of me talking. Um, Would you think for someone that runs a podcast, that's alright, but, uh, you know, it's just not the same when it's just me. It's missing the dynamic. I do know that. But I'm just popping in from the future to introduce our final segment for the episode, which is an interview with the DST events coordinator about the Doskers. Everyone out there listening had better nominate Behind the Curtain podcast for the best production, play, musical, actor and actress. Um, Because I think we deserve it, you know? We just sort of need a win. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the consequence of not voting with us is that, you know, the Stephen Ledger brownie cut will remain forever on my laptop. 
unpublished, unedited, unenjoyed by the public. You have been warned. Hello, we are here with Siobhan, and she is the events coordinator for DST, which means that she organises the Doskers. So, um, what is the Doskers? Could you tell us a little bit about it? Uh, so, the Doskers is basically DST's annual ball. It's a three-course meal, lots of entertainment, and alongside that, we are presenting awards, which is what we are filming for right now. Yeah, I'm curr- we're currently in the Assembly Rooms Theatre, and we are recording the nominations for the Doskers, which is very exciting. Very exciting. And there's 30 awards in literally every part of DSD you can think of. Tech, Mm. band, acting. Choreographing. Like, like, audio. Name a thing. It's on there. (laughs) Um, With some fun ones, like Best On Stage Mistake in there, which is my personal favourite category. Um, I don't know what to say. I've panicked. It's fine. It's fine. I can consult. Um... Did you say the date and stuff? No, I have not said the date. So when and where are the Doskers? Say so the Doskers are on the... No. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the 16th. Okay, so. so when and when and where are the Doskers? The Doskers are on the 19th of June. They're being held at Ramside Hall. Tickets are currently available on the DST website where you go to to usually buy your show tickets. Yeah. And the table sign-up can be found on the Facebook event. Hmm. So how have you found organising it? Has it been quite stressful or have you enjoyed it? Um, I've got an excellent committee behind me. Oh, don't, don't, stop. <laughs> um, who have made it a lot more bearable, who have been incredible literally at every step of the process. Um, it's a bit stressful, as all things mm. are. I'm quite a stressful person. I get stressed <laughs> as, as my committee are aware. <laughs> so why does DST run the Doskers every year? Um, it's a great opportunity for everyone to get together, really like celebrate the gear, yeah. celebrate all the contributions, because so many people make DST work, and it's great that we can recognise all of them in one space, and all have a bit of a piss-up, if you want to have a piss-up. <laughs> don't have to have a piss-up. <laughs> I mean, um, you do, but... <laughs> I was so surprised. When I looked at the doc, the Google Doc for all of the like plays and musicals and everything that I got on, it was such a long list. I was like, oh my god. Most of them I had seen as well. Like I've lost track of how much stuff I've actually yeah. seen. So much, so much theatre goes on. Yeah, it's really, it's really exciting. I'm really like proud yeah. as well for like being part of it all. It sounds really cringy, but <laughs> <laughs> really, really proud. But part of something bigger than me. Um, <laughs> And also a really nice way to like kind of say goodbye to the people from DST who are graduating, yeah. who are finishing their last shows. Oh, that's going to be sad. It's going to be sad. I'm probably going to cry. Oh. But that's on me. Good way to like meet more people as well, and like yeah. reconnect with p- previous casts as well. It, a lot, a lot of people sign up for tables within a show. They'll get together like a show that was on earlier this year, and we'll meet up yeah. and have a have a lovely meal. Yeah, I've, I've, we've just got the menu in the other day, and it looks incredible. Okay, it does. It does. <laughs> I can't tell you what's on it because we haven't decided, but <laughs> there are too many options, and they all look great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's going to be great. And we're going to have some great performances from people in DST, people outside of DST. There's going to be live music. There's a drinks reception. It's great. Mm. It's going to be great. The ends are going to be announced soon, aren't they? They are going to be yeah. announced soon. Oh, this is so exciting. Yeah, I'm very looking forward to it. So thank you very much for talking with us. And um, yeah, I'll see you soon. See you soon. Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.